All right, tonight is a special business meeting. But before we do that, we have a number of concerns to pray for. So I'm going to take some time to, to just pray um, for those concerns. I want to <clears throat> thank Sister Heidi as she uh, prepares our, our prayer list. And if you're on that list, you saw um, at least two special concerns to come up. And one would be uh, for Dale, who uh, had to go into the hospital to to see to some of the issues that he was having. It turns out he, he seems to be okay. He was back at work um, today, so we're glad to hear that. want to just thank God for um, keeping and watching over him. And uh, we also want to pray for Joyce's brother who was in an in a, uh, accident where he was hit on a bike by a car. And uh, he is, is doing well. He has some injuries, but it seems like none are uh, of a life-threatening nature. His name is Morris, so we want to pray for, for him um, as well. And then we'll go into our, our special business meeting tonight. I'll mention a few things for that after prayer. So let's pray. Father, thank you um, that we can come and we can pray to you. We thank you for your love and your concern for us. And we do pray for uh, Joyce's brother, Morris. And uh, um, we want to pray... Uh, not only for his healing, but um, for his salvation, Lord. If, if he doesn't know you as Lord and Savior, that you would speak to his heart even through these uh, events, that you would use Joyce or other uh, individuals that uh, he comes in contact with to, to give the, the message of the gospel to him so that he can um, be okay in his soul and not just okay physically. So we pray for that and pray for Joyce and the family that... Uh, they would uh, learn to t put their trust in you during these times and, and that be a, a, a permanent and, and lasting experience for them. We pray for Dale and for Trenace uh, that you would uh, continue watching over him. We thank you, Lord, that um, most of the serious concerns have been uh, um, uh, set aside. And so uh, we just pray that you would help him to see uh, what needs to be done and that you would just continue to, to bless him physically as well as spiritually uh, in his job and the ministry that you've given to him. So we pray this now in Jesus' name. Amen. Um, from time to time, we have special business meetings because our, um, our Constitution um, dictates that as a leadership... Evening. We have meditation. No music today. Alright. So Heidi will fill in. Thank you. Alright. So let's continue our meditation through the book of Amos. Um, in our meditation, if you notice, we're not going through the book verse by verse. And there's always a struggle within me to do that because I like going through things verse by verse. But for the sake of meditation, we do skip over some things that I find are easier for us to focus on in a short time like this. So we, we skip over some things. So we're going to go to chapter 7. But I still think that even the parts that we miss um, have value. And they are something that 
this is a good book for us to read and be instructed. So when I do meditation, you can view it as almost just giving the highlights of what we see in this book. But today what we're going to do is this. When I read, I'm going to read verses 1 through 9. And then we'll read it again. And in the second time that we read it through, you guys will say whatever it quotes Amos as saying. Okay? So the first through, the first time through, I'll read the first nine verses. This is what the Lord God showed me. Behold, he was forming locusts when the latter growth was just beginning to sprout. And behold, it was a latter growth after the king's mowings. When they had finished eating the grass of the land, I said, Oh, Lord God, please forgive. How can Jacob stand? He is so small. The Lord relented concerning this. It shall not be, said the Lord. This is what the Lord showed me. Behold, the Lord God was calling for a judgment by fire, and it devoured the great deep and was eating up the land. Then I said, Oh, Lord God, please cease. How can Jacob stand? He is so small. The Lord relented concerning this. This also shall not be, said the Lord God. This is what he showed me. Behold, the Lord was standing beside a wall built with a plumb line, with a plumb line in his hand. And the Lord said to me, Amos, what do you see? And I said, a plumb line. Then he said, behold, I am setting a plumb line in the midst of my people Israel. I will never again pass by them. The high places of Isaac shall be made desolate and the sanctuaries of Israel shall be laid waste, and I will rise against the house of Jeroboam with the sword. All right. I will read it again. This time, whenever it gets done saying, I said, you'll quote that part. Be careful to stop, right? So if you're reading in verse 2, it says, I said, and then you stop after he says, he is so small, because the next quote is the Lord speaking, okay? You guys ready? All right, here we go. This is what the Lord God showed me. Behold, he was forming locusts when the latter growth was just beginning to sprout. And behold, it was a latter growth after the king's moans. When they had finished eating the grass of the land, I said, The Lord relented concerning this. It shall not be, said the Lord. This is what the Lord God showed me. Behold, the Lord God was calling for a judgment by fire, and it devoured the great deep. It was eating up the land. Then I said, The Lord relented concerning this. This also shall not be, said the Lord God. This is what he showed me. Behold, the Lord was standing beside a wall built with a plumb line, with a plumb line in his hand. And the Lord said to me, Amos, what do you see? And I said, Then the Lord said, Behold, I am setting a plumb line in the midst of my people Israel. I will never again pass by them. The high places of Isaac shall be made desolate, and the sanctuaries of Israel shall be laid waste. And I will rise against the house of Jeroboam with the sword. What is this vision?
something that confuses you? Is it confusing? Who's confused about what they see? Raise your hand. All right. Who understands what they see? Okay. So what's the first vision that he sees? He said, what? Judgment. What kind of judgment? By locusts. What was bad about when the locusts came? They devoured everything right when the harvest was about to begin, right? And as they were devouring, what does Amos say? All right. What's the second thing that he sees? Fire. What's the third thing that he sees? A plumb line. What's the plumb line? What's a plumb line? A lay of line, a line, right? It measured a line so you could set basically a difference between somebody's territory on one side and somebody's territory on the other, right? All right. So we get the three visions a little bit. There's three visions, locust, fire, plumb line. Okay. What is... Amos' response to the visions seems to be the same in each one. What did he say? He asked the Lord to stop, and then what does the Lord do? Okay, so then let's think about this. What is the vision about? Okay, it's about God's judgment. In particular, yeah, Amos is interceding, right? Think of it this way what was Amos' reputation amongst the people? It was probably bad because he was always pronouncing judgment on them, right? Think of it this way. What if I was in the gay pride parade and I said, this is wrong, this is a sin? What would their reaction to me be? They would want to kill me, wouldn't they? Right? Who was at the men's rescue mission this Saturday? What was the men's reaction when I told them that their religion was wrong? They was very angry with me, right? All right. Now, they're very angry with me. Why? Because I preach a message of truth is rejection of their lie, right? But who's going to represent them when they need mercy? No, there will be somebody. Who's going to represent them when they need mercy? Who's praying for them? The same people that offer the message of judgment are also praying for God's mercy, right? The two go together. This is a message that is being taught here. Even when we preach a message of judgment, it's not like we're cheering on the judgment of God, right? Even though I know hell is real, I'm not celebrating the fact that people go there. I'm not sitting there and saying, I don't like you, man. I hope you go to hell. I don't say that. Right? I had once this week, I thought about, man, so-and-so is going to go to hell if they keep going. And then I kind of was like, whoa, so-and-so is going to hell. And I thought about what hell involves, and I thought about how intense that is, and I thought about how real hell is. And I thought about the fact that you can be in hell in utter torture for 100 years, and that's not even the beginning. 
And I thought about how you could be there for a thousand years, and that's nothing. And I thought how you could be in there a million years, and that's still nothing. And I almost had tears in my eyes when I thought about that intensity of judgment that is real. Yes, we preach a doctrine that there is a judgment, but who is praying for this world that God has mercy? It's us. telling us to do is this he wants us to keep in balance his plan he wants us to understand that even when we preach a message of judgment we're still like Moses think about Moses they wanted to kill Moses multiple times but who prayed for the mercy that God wouldn't consume his people in an instant it was Moses when they were stoning Stephen what did Stephen say Lord forgive them for they know not what they do. When Jesus was dying on the cross, he was dying on the cross for people who killed him that day. We cannot yield to the world's hatred. That's also a weapon that they use against us. And they hate us even more when we speak the truth. But we cannot hate them in return. We have to remember that even as they hate us, we are the thin line that is standing calling for God's mercy as his fire is about to rain forth. And so we're only telling the people what's about to happen even as we pray, please Lord forgive me. But that does not mean even though God relents over and over, does not mean that the judgment will not come at some point. And that's also a message of this message, right? That's also the hidden truth that there will be a line drawn that God will stand on one side and it will be made clear one day. You won't have to guess who's real and who's not real. God will make it very clear. In our days, we have a little bit of ambiguity. We don't always know who's saved and who's not, who's real and who's fake. But God will make it clear one day. Amen. Good evening, everybody. Today, I want to pray for our city leaders. Um, simple, however you feel led to pray. Just pray for them. Pray for um, God's work in our city and in those people who are leading our city. And I'll close this. Lord, I want to just lift up our city leaders. Um, you are the one that put them in place. You are the one that has the control of who is elected and who is not. You set up kings and you bring down kings. We ask that you continue to do your will in those people that you put in place. Continue to do your will and why they are in place and um, continue to just do your will in this city. We ask that you just foil the plans of those people that may be wicked, Lord, that isn't according to your will. We ask you to continue to use them to aid your people in spreading the gospel in this city. Allow our church to continue in its mission to continue to reach the men of this city, continue to spread the message of your truth and what you bring to all peoples and 
what a relationship with you can do for someone's life. We ask that you can continue to just work in all of the, the laws that they're passing and continue to just do your will in our city. In your name we pray.